Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Grief with Grace podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about grace and why it's in the title of this podcast. If you listen to the introductory episode, you'll remember that I had been on a spiritual path and I've been studying the afterlife for several years before my son Greg crossed the veil. And through the, uh, you know, the grief brain and the, and the fog in the days and weeks right after he passed, I had some moments of clarity and connection. And I intuitively started a journal and I was pouring my heart and my thoughts, my emotions and my grief really my soul, out onto those pages. And somewhere in the first month, in fact, I looked back before I started recording this episode, it was on February 3rd of 2019, so less than a month after he passed. I was writing down different word combinations. Now, I don't remember if I was thinking of book titles or what they were. I know they weren't podcast titles, though, because that's something that had never been on my radar. But a couple of the things that I wrote down that day, a couple of the phrases I wrote down were uh, healing grief with grace, and another one was finding grace through grief. Now, neither of those felt right to me, which is why I kept playing with them. They were too, I don't know, clunky or cumbersome. They just didn't flow right to me. I guess that's a good way to describe it. They were too something, but I just knew that they weren't it, whatever it was supposed to be. And I don't remember when grief with grace came through as being it. Again, I really didn't know what it was or would be, but I knew that that was it. So why grace? As I also talked about in that introductory episode, I'm not religious in the normal context, but I do know that grace is talked about throughout the Bible. That isn't what I'm referring to when I use the word grace. Now, I went on line and I found some definitions of grace and a couple of them are things like simple elegance or refinement of movement. Another one is courteous goodwill. Another one was a virtue of excellence of divine origin. And another one said unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. And I did like the word regeneration in there because that is appropriate for us as we move along this path that we're on with grief. But for me, grace is about kindness. It's about compassion. It's about being gentle and patient. And it's about forgiveness. It's about all those things toward others and most importantly toward ourselves. It's also about the love of God or the divine for every single one of us. Did would bring our child back. We would do it in a heartbeat. As I talked about in episode three about soul contracts, I believe that our souls entered into contracts or agreements before we incarnated into this life. Why we agreed to this is beyond my human capacity to ever begin to comprehend. But I do trust that my soul knew exactly what it was signing up for and why. 
as a human and as a mom, I'll never know. But I do trust that my soul knows. And this is where grace comes in. It's when we are so far down in the darkest places that we give ourselves grace. We nourish ourselves. We engage in self-care. We give ourselves space to grieve and to rise. We show kindness to ourselves, loving kindness, patience, self-compassion, forgiveness, self-love. I know many of you want to develop a connection with your child or other loved ones even in spirit. Grace is one of the pathways to that. But when you aren't kind to yourself, when you're engaging in destructive behaviors or critical self-talk, when you aren't taking exquisite care of yourself, it affects your ability to connect with your child in spirit. Back in episode two, Christine Salter gave us some, some ways to connect, and she also has that amazing video series that can help you learn to connect. Watch those. Use the tools she shares, the things I'm sharing and will continue to share in future episodes of this podcast. But here's the thing. We can have all the tools and tips and tricks in the world, but they are not going to work unless we feel we're worthy, unless we believe we deserve it. To feel worthy, to feel we deserve it, we have to show ourselves grace. Grace on the softer days. Grace on the darker days. Grace when we smile. Grace when we stumble, when we fall. And grace when we rise. As I've said before, and I will continue to say, we are on this journey with grief the rest of our lives. So we have to establish a healthy relationship with it. It will give us grace if we allow it, if we invite it, if we're kind, compassionate, patient, forgiving, and loving to ourselves and to others. I know that can be difficult at times. I know that there are some of you whose children passed through foul play or someone else was involved in it. So I know how difficult that can be. But when we can give ourselves and others grace, it puts us on our path to healing. And that's why I created my free sacred self-care guide and checklist. Many years ago, I realized how hard women are on themselves. We try to do everything, to be everything to everyone. Most of us are natural people pleasers, and we pay such a high price for it. If you're old enough, you'll remember the 1979 commercial for Anjali perfume. Who's even thought of that perfume, perfume in years? It had a jingle in it, and part of that jingle said, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never, never, never let you forget you're a man. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to take a little fun trip down memory lane, or if you want to see the original if you're too young to remember it, or if you weren't even born when that was around. I was 19 years old in 1979, so I do remember it. But here's my question. Do you remember the tagline for that commercial? Almost everyone remembers that part of the jingle, but not the tagline, which was, Anjali is the eight-hour perfume for your 24-hour woman. Seriously? A 24-hour woman? Now remember, that came out in a time when women were fairly new to having full-time careers, and they were trying to promote the idea that we could have it all, do it all, be it all. And so that's what we aspired to. Now, I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole here, but this is the ideal that we were sold, that we could have it all. Career, home, steamy marriage to a hot man, kids, 
perfect house, all of it, and that we could do it all. That sounds good in theory, but it was slowly killing us. We ended up on prescriptions or alcohol or other things for everything under the sun just to try to keep up with all of it. Because let's face it, that way of life just isn't sustainable. And so self-care became rare, if not completely non-existent for most women, until they were forced to re-examine their lives. And unfortunately, even then, many still ignored their own self-care. It was perceived as being selfish or self-indulgent or self-centered. Who wants to be perceived that way? No one. It wasn't until I left my marriage in 2008 that I stopped and took a long, hard look at my life and I realized how difficult I had made things for myself. Because yes, I had tried to be that woman, that 24-hour woman. It isn't realistic and it certainly isn't healthy or sustainable. From talking to friends and clients throughout the years, I know this is true for most women, even if they're happily married, if they love their career, and especially if they have young children. Establishing a self-care routine over the course of a year or so helped me get off that hamster wheel. I had to do a lot of inner work, a lot of mindset work, a lot of really slowing down and pulling back, a lot of reflecting, a lot of journaling, a lot of a lot of going inward, reconnecting with myself, with my, my feminine essence, with my creative side, with my soul. That's what helped me establish a strong connection with Greg so quickly. So let me give you an example. One of my strongest clairs is clairaudience, and that simply means clear hearing. So I hear things. Often it's in my own voice, which I used to chalk up to my imagination. Now I can differentiate between my imagination, my ego, and my higher self. But two or three days after Greg passed, I was driving to my older son's house and I heard Greg's voice. I remember exactly where I was on the road. I was talking to Greg out loud, because I do that a lot, and I was saying things like, why, why did you leave? Why didn't you stay? Things we've all asked and said. And I heard his voice answer me. I heard him say, mom, you know why. It was time. I was done and it was time. I swear it startled me so much that I looked over to the passenger seat expecting to see him sitting there. It was that loud and clear in his voice. So that's one example. And that was either the day after he passed or two days after. And then four days later, four days after he passed on January 10th, I was driving up the main street in the town he lived in. It was a perfectly clear day without a cloud in the sky. It was right around one o'clock in the afternoon. As I was driving, I was talking to Greg out loud again. Like I said, I do that a lot, and I'm sure you do as well, so. But I asked him, I said, please, Greg, when you're ready, please send me a sign to let me know you're okay. And a few minutes later, as I was still driving up that same big street in the middle of the afternoon, so most people were at work, there weren't a whole lot of cars on the road, I looked up to the sky out my front windshield, and I noticed one small cloud and that cloud was in the shape of a heart. I thought I was seeing things. I thought it was my imagination. So I pulled over into a parking lot and I got out and I took a picture. I got back in my car and I kept driving up to the store I was going to. And I kept watching that cloud and it didn't change. It didn't move. You know how clouds shift and change within microseconds most of the time? This one didn't move. I took another picture when I got to the store. There was a three minute span between the time I took the first picture and the second, and that cloud never changed. I know the, the time span because of the uh, timestamp on my phone. 
So I'll post a link to both photos side by side with timestamps from my iPhone camera on them on my Instagram page. They show January 10, 2019. One was taken at 1.06 p.m. and the other one at 1.09 p.m. And again, there's a link to that in the show notes. And you can see in both pictures, it's the only cloud in this beautiful blue sky. And it didn't change shape or disintegrate or anything. When I got to the store and was out standing outside in the parking lot, I turned all the way around 360 degrees to see if there were any other clouds anywhere. And that was the, literally the only cloud in the entire sky. So I went into this store. It was a metaphysical store. And I went in to get some CBD oil to try to maybe help me sleep. And I spent some time looking around the store because it's a store I'd never been in. I looked at crystals and some other things, and I talked to the store owner who was a very nice elderly man. And so I was probably in there 20 minutes or so. When I got back outside, that cloud was gone and there were no other clouds in the sky. I never expected to receive such an amazing sign so quickly. I mean, literally, this cloud appeared within five to 10 minutes of me asking him to send me a sign when he could. I thought it would be days or weeks, not minutes after I asked. And I'll talk more about signs in future episodes, but I share that story here to demonstrate how quickly I asked for and received a sign because I had already put these, 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 um, these things into practice. And so I was open and very connected. And that's what I want for you. And speaking of crystals, I'll also be talking about those in an upcoming episode. But for today, I do want to share with you that one of the best crystals you can use for self-love and gentleness and patience, forgiveness and kindness is rose quartz. Hold it when you meditate. Hold it when you're in deep grief and crying. Sleep with one under your pillow. Put one inside your bra so it's close to your heart all day. It will bring you such healing to your tender heart. And I'll post a link to my free sacred self-care guide below in the show notes in case you haven't received your copy of it yet. The things in that guide will get you started on your journey toward grace and toward establishing a strong connection with your child. If you already do some of those things that I suggest in that guide, try adding another one for a week and then another or expand what you already do, one of the some of the practices that you already do. You are worth it. You deserve it. I promise you your child is ready and waiting to connect with you. Give yourself that gift of connection through self-care and through grace. Grace really is one of the strongest pathways to connecting with your child. All right, so I think that does it for this episode. Until next time, I'm sending you love, light, and so much grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.